also brought to you by the Boatyard in Fort Lauderdale. Eat local, but stay coastal at the Boatyard Restaurant. The Boatyard is located at 1555 Southeast 17th Street in Fort Lauderdale. That means you can come by boat or you can come by car. Enjoy the nautical atmosphere whether you sit inside in the cold AC or outside on the patio bar. The Boatyard has something for everyone. Monday through Friday, happy hour. Where local favorite is bar bites and handcrafted cocktails. Open for lunch, dinner, and the popular Sunday brunch. And don't forget, ladies night. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. where ladies drink free. Dock and dine at the famous Boatyard in Fort Lauderdale. I am sure you'll have a great experience. Clear the airways. The Lunker Dog is on the air. Are you ready? This is the Real Guy Podcast. Okay, welcome to the Real Guy Podcast. I'm down uh, in Pompano Beach today with the world famous Tommy Green at uh, the tackle shop down here. Um, we're going to get into a fishing philosophy uh, today on targeted species, and I thought of no better person um, to talk about the philosophy than Tom Green. He's helped more people uh, get their species than probably anybody ever know. Tom, thanks for uh, doing fishing philosophies with us today. What about go catch? Uh, <laughs> no, dude, it's not actually what we're going to catch. It's the philosophy of people um, and what they're actually trying to catch. Like, you know, there's one philosophy. Some people say, hey, what are you fishing for? And they say, hey, whatever I can catch. And then you ask another guy, and he says, well, I'm fishing for a snook. And you ask another guy, and he says, well, I'm fishing for a 30-pound snook. And that's a big difference in philosophy according to how you get ready and how you prepare. So You know, that's this could not be a better story for me for something simple. Right? <laughs> then we'll go to something else, right? But, yeah, now bang it out. I mean, explain, explain right, the philosophy I live, I, itself. I'm here in Lighthouse Point. I live on the canal on northeast whatever street, and there's a bridge right by my house. Okay. And I stop on that bridge all the time. And for many, many, many years, I used to throw a plug or throw a cast net, catch a mullet, swim a mullet to the east or the west. And we caught many, many, many 15 to 25-pound snook off that bridge. Okay. And I don't do as much as I used I don't do any like I used to. <laughs> but I stopped there as an old guy standing there who's got a landscape-type garbage truck-type right. buckets and everything else. And he's standing on the bridge. And I walk up on the bridge, and I look at him, and I'm in a, a little disbelief because I really don't know what I'm seeing, but I see it. You catch anything? No. About that time, some mullet jumps down the canal, and Jack blows him up. Or, so that's Jack Cravel. Yeah. So you don't want those? No. <laughs> and the guy is, let's say, 35 to 45 I can't say he's Haitian, Spanish, English, American, or anything else, because he's pretty rough. Call him just South Floridian. He's pretty rough. <laughs> and a long, long sleeve white shirt. Looks like he's been cutting grass for nine years in the same shirt. Baggy pants, boots, no tennis shoes, no cast nets, no nothing. Trying to catch a snook? Nope. What are you? What are you fishing for? You know. And I look at his rod. He's got a spinning rod and reel with a line hanging down three or four foot below. And he's got a big metal bridge tone spin, um, spoon, like a large Hopkins spoon okay. on, on his rod. Okay. No leader, no nothing, just tied on. Something you'd stand on the beach in the middle of the, <laughs> the, the 
bluefish run 30 years ago on the pier <laughs> or on the beach, and you go get it out of your closet, and you tie this on because you throw it a mile. Okay. And on the end of the hook, he's got a sea grape. A sea grape. All right. Okay. All right. It's a three-sided hook, okay? One sea grape. And we talked for four or five minutes, and I'm trying to fight with him to get words out of him. He won't give you any information. No idea. <laughs> and I mean, and I'm a smart ass enough that I'm going I'm to get the information. <laughs> okay. And I tell him, I said, well, nothing eats sea grapes. And he looks at me, and he don't laugh. He just frowns and just bends his head and says, yeah, they do. And I keep bugging him. Okay. I want to know what this guy's doing. He's sea grape fishing, and he's not moving. Fishing with a sea grape on a spoon. Heavy four-ounce <laughs> spoon in four to six feet of water. Okay. He leans over the side of the bridge and points down. I look, and all I see are four or five, two, three, four-pound sheephead. And I said, they eat them. I said, Sheephead, if you go over and get your stick out of your truck or your your shovel, break some of those barnacles off the wall, they'll come up and eat the, the barnacles and get the you know meat out of the shell. All right. He says no. He walks to the right, fifteen, eighteen feet away, the corner of the of the lot line is a big old sea grape tree. He crawls into the middle of it, starts shaking it real hard. Ten or fifteen sea grapes fall in the water, 10 or 15 sheephead come off the bottom and, eat the and go eat the sea grapes See? on the surface. <laughs> he's talking about targeted species. That's right. So he's targeting sheephead with a sea grape on a spoon, and he calls them shredheads. Just when you thought you knew something. I knew, I told this to 25 big-name people, and they look at me like I'm stupid, but that's Guy made me feel like an idiot. But he did. But he his philosophy was he's going to use that sea grape and catch a sheep's head. And he did. And he did. Right and in front of me, he calls them shredheads. <laughs> uh, that's my that happened two years ago. That's my lesson in the last three years. Number one lesson. That's a good one. Yeah. So out of the guys that come in the shop here, um, what would you say the percentage or? How many people actually come in with that fishing philosophy in mind? Like, hey, Tommy, I want to catch a wahoo or I want to catch a swordfish. And they're not just, they don't want to come in here just to catch anything. 90% of the people that walk through these doors are a little better than average fishermen. Okay. Because you walk through this door, it's going to rub off on you. You want to be better. Well, it's a little Whether better. Whether it's a mom and dad with a little kid, okay? It's a little bit better than an average store. Right. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, if you've never been here, you, you owe it to yourself to come and look. Yeah, Custom Rod and Reel in uh, Pompano. Or Lighthouse Point. Lighthouse actually. Point, yeah. Right? And I've been here in this store location 43 years. We keep four, five, six employees. We keep a million-dollar-plus inventory. The biggest thing of all is all my employees or more than qualified to teach you from the knots, the rigs, the tackle, the bait, and everything you want to do. We can tell you, show you how to do it, because we've all done it. But anyway, let's get away from that. So we get a guy that comes down and calls you on the phone and says, I'm coming to South Florida this weekend, and I want to catch a snook. Okay. Um, well, this is rainy season, which is a good time of year. Um, April, May, June, you're guaranteed to catch snook. 
fish to start of the outgoing tide, in around the inlet, fish to bridges. The type of bait depends on where you're fishing, but you can target a snook and catch him. Now, the next guy says, well, I really want to catch yellowtail because my family loves to eat fish, so I don't want to catch something like that. Let go. All right, fine. You go out of the inlet. As you run offshore, anywhere along the coastline here, the second, third reef, the top of that reef is 45 feet. The inside edge of that reef is 60 feet. The outside edge is 70, 80, 90 feet. Right. So you can anchor up your boat on that inside edge or the outside edge, and you can target yellowtail. You get your chum, you get the right bait, uh, find out what they're feeding on. It's one day it's sardine, one day it's glass minnows, one day, you know, just the type of bait that they're feeding on. Right. So, so, so according to what you're saying here is the above average fishermen are into the philosophy of targeting a species, seeking out the species, and then either becoming an expert at catching that species or maybe they find another species to move on. That's pretty. That's that's pretty impressive that you had that type of clientele. Well, I'll give you another story. I got a gentleman that fishes Cat Key in the Bahamas. Okay, he's got a good captain. That's a cute story, and they designed a method. They take a five-pound box of glass minnow chum, put it in their fish basket or their chum basket, put a five-pound lead in it. Nowadays, they're using a metal basket instead of a cloth basket. The bait comes out easier. Oh, okay. He'll throw it overboard behind his 58 Merit <laughs> with a 10-pound lead inside the basket. He'll troll that around one or two of the coral heads right out on side, side of the inlet in 15, 18, 22 feet of water. Troll it around a couple times, keep shaking it. Then he'll turn around and go back, and he takes a yellow chicken feather that weighs ounce, ounce and a half, or two ounce, depends on current. He'll take a bait casting type reel that's got 200 yards of 20, 30, 40 pound braid. He'll tie that jig on. He'll put a second hook on the back of that jig and he'll either take a tentacle off of a you buy a squid package and there's 20 squid in there and you take a tentacle off of a squid or cut a strip and you hook it onto those two hooks. He will now troll that jig around that patch. And he'll catch 15 or 20 nice one-and-a-half to four-pound yellowtail and maybe one or two mutton snapper, one or two barracuda, and one or two whatever else fish, lizard fish, right off of that coral head. And he knows if he does it this way, every day he does it, he'll catch fish. Um, Carl took Roy Merritt Sr., who loves to catch yellowtail more than anybody in the world, and he would never dream of doing it that way. First time he did it, they caught 45 yellowtail, all big. And as he said, I wouldn't have believed this in a million years. But here's another method, another way of doing it. Prime example, you've got four or five kids on that same boat. The oldest daughter's got a 20-pound a spinning rod. They catch four or five real fast. All of a sudden, she hooks another fish. They're fighting, and they're fighting, and they're fighting. And this poor girl does not want to give up. The captain is on the on the flybridge with his wife, named Eric Hyde, very good fish, um, fisherman, the boat captain, boat the boat driver as they call him. And he sees what's going on, but he's not about to tell him. 
She's fighting this fish so long, she's got a blister on her hand where the reel fits between her fingers. And this fish is just killing her. She can't get it up, can't get it up. And every other yellowtail was two, three, four pounds and a four or five pound mutton. So it can't be that big a fish. Well, this fish is dogging. This fish is killing her. This goes on for one full hour. And nobody knows what to do. And she's not about to quit. So after about 40 minutes, the captain realized what had happened. She hooked a big um, remora. Oh, jeez. Like four foot long. <laughs> they probably weigh 20 pounds. Well, a 20-pound remora, you can, you can whip him after 15, 20 minutes at least. Right. Well, this remora saw a big old four, five, six-foot um, turtle swimming around the boat. He goes down and hooks himself to the back of that turtle. Now, this turtle kept coming up once in a while to go up there, and all the kids saw the turtle. Everybody else knew there was a turtle there. Never dreamed that she'd been fighting a turtle for the past <laughs> hour hooked onto a remora. She was fighting yellowtail. <laughs> That's a good story. So just that simple. And she fought a yellowtail for an hour that turned into a remora that and hooked himself to on the free ride on the turtle. <laughs> they got him up finally, took the hook out of the remora, let him go, and everybody had – and I wrote an article in one of the magazines on that. Dude. Well, that's um, I mean, a lot of people, you know. How would you target a, 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 turtle? a turtle? Catch a remora <laughs> that's and release them. Anyway, thanks. That's uh, Fishing Philosophies with uh, Tom Green today. Targeted species, it's a thing. It's something you do. You come down to a great tackle shop like this, and they tell you how to do it or help you do it. And um, the philosophy of targeted species is real. Thanks for tuning into the Real Guy podcast, and we'll see you later.